Knights of the Roll Table, and we are back for season six. Hello, everybody. Yeah, season six. Wow. Seis in Spanish. It's <laughs> that is right. <laughs> six seasons in a movie. I'm Zach. I am your DM for season six. I'm Matt, and I am playing a branch. I'm Carlos Guzman, and I'll be playing Tiburone Dawes. Hey, everybody, it's Jeff. I'll be playing XX Bloody Heart fan favorite. <laughs> that's been that's been added into the handle. <laughs> XX mm-hmm. Bloody Heart fan favorite. Fan fave. Hi, everybody, it's Chris, and I'll be playing Gravely. Hi, I'm Jen, and I'll be playing Sarsa. <laughs> Very excited. Let's jump straight in. We, these fine adventurers with which we are familiar. I mean, we are. If you're joining us for the first time in season six, you're welcome to do that. But also all of these folks have been involved in the hundreds of episodes in the past. So feel free to pursue their backstory. But uh, these folks know each other. And and they have been gathered together in the underground hidden base in the small town of Respite, which again, we know about if this is not your first listening of the podcast. Some, some checking in on kind of the state of things, the state of the realms, and specifically the secrecy of the knights. At the start of our adventures, the knights were definitely a secret organization. People kind of like only thought about the knights in legend, but... Having had much turmoil unfold, the general public definitely like knows the knights are out there as a real organization, really making a difference in fighting back against the elites and the Platinum Syndicate. But the individual secrecy of who's a knight at any given point has been generally maintained because it turns out to be very, very helpful in maintaining Because the notion that the knights could strike anywhere, that they could be just about to intervene in any given situation at any point in the realms, really helps like motivate the fires to continue to resist, to continue to fight back. So in terms of your secrecy and interacting with people, you have the ability to reveal yourself or to kind of like share things if it makes sense. But generally the MO is to continue to, and, and also of course like, it's dangerous to reveal yourself as a knight because you're definitely going to be a target. So you've generally continued to keep quiet and to keep secret and to keep underground, but definitely the world knows and is being motivated by the existence of the Knights of the Realms. More on that later. So the five of you have been specifically summoned by Sora, the first knight, the leaders of the knights, to uh, come back to the same planning room that the one shot began in, uh, kind of deep underneath respite. And uh, you're on your way there. Uh, XX Bloody Heart, make a perception check. Well, I'm thrilled to be doing the first roll of season six. It's an honor and a privilege, something I take very seriously. And um, am thrilled to be doing it. As you we, don't need to to do an as we do it. I want to thank Zach. I'm going to require this season. kind of build up for every single role this season. Um, I want to thank Carlos for believing me, believing in me, and supporting me uh, in all these ways. I never um, believed in you. I okay. Uh, <laughs> end of list. Then uh, perception. You said yeah. Eleven. Ooh, eleven total with bonuses and all. Don't worry, there's no bonuses for my perception. Oh, nice. So all of you are walking along, kind of doing the like the heroic like shot of where like the team is walking down the hallway side by side and there's heroic music. And XX Bloody Heart, you realize you look down and you realize one of your knives is missing. Oh. And in, <laughs> you turn around and uh, you've been pickpocketed by Wick. Wick is Sora and Kevin's little boy who was tiny in the first episodes, but it's been a while. So it's like four or five and becoming a pretty elusive little sneaky guy. So you turn around and this like five-year-old is like, ooh, look at this. Hey, give me that. That's super dangerous. You can't have that. Shouldn't you be like having a bottle or something? I don't drink bottles anymore, XX. 
Look, uh, I don't know anything about kids. Give me that. And I snatch it out of his hand. Make a dex check. Oh, goodness. Versus a child? Yeah. Oh, no. This is... This is going to be something. Oh, no. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nine. He hands it out for you, and he snatches it away real fast. Oh, not like, funny. here you go. Just no, grab it. Just take it from me. Okay, I'm going to grab it. God, stop pulling it away. Not funny. He just gives it to you. He takes pity on you, and he just lets you grab it. <laughs> I. <laughs> uh, great. Uh, that's it. I'm not going to threaten a kid or anything. <laughs> All right, you guys do anything cool today? No, we can't tell you that. We can't tell you that, Wick, and you know that. Okay, well, just remember, I'm always listening. And he, like, backs off. Kind of disappears. Eh, that, that was creepy, yes? It's it's bad parenting. I mean, they should they should be able to have their kid not be listening. Right? Is, is is he actually always listening? Should we should we be careful what we say? Hey, Wick, can you hear me? So, so Soros, you're all facing Wick now. You've turned around and Sora's now behind you, standing at the entrance of the mission room saying like, if you're, if you're done with that, uh, we should really get going. And uh, I really, I'm not sure actually of the answer, but we should be secure in here. So get in quickly and I'll, I'll, I'll make sure he stays out. I'm sorry about that. Come on, everyone. So you all file in and uh, mm-hmm. door shut behind you. It's a pretty secure environment. There's a lot of kind of like high tech kind of combination of kind of magical images and illusion magic broadcasting images and and actual kind of like artificial equipment and things that are bringing in information from the different realms and progress. There's like a map laid out kind of across a table in the middle that shows kind of progress in different realms and which ones are controlled by knights, which ones are controlled by elites and, and some that uh, nobody's actually sure about at the moment. Like one of those maps with like little flags and we have a little, the little knight logo on the, on our realms and then the elites logo. Yeah, for sure. There's like minis in certain places essentially (laughs) and like little figures. Definitely. It's all laid out there. You can buy that set with the world map on our Patreon. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So the the door closes behind you, and you're this kind of like relatively secure room. Assuming Wick's not out there in the rafters or something. And she says, uh, "Thank you for coming. I, I've summoned you all here for an important mission. As you know, our, our struggles against the Platinum Syndicate are ongoing, are constant, and I think the mission I'm going to ask you to do today is dangerous, but highly necessary." Well, that's all right, Sora. I mean, we we're used to it, and and I mean, we will we understand the gravity of the si- XX. Can can you take those out of your ears, please, during the meeting? Can, XX, can you take those? He's got a sending stone in his ears of these little things that uh, I think um, Biscuit made. And, XX, the ears. Yo, what's up? Can you take those out, please, while we're having a meeting? Like right now? Yes, right now. We're okay. getting the mission briefing. Okay. He takes uh, one of them out and puts it away. <laughs> Listen, I told you not to have the sending stones. The sending stones in your ears when, when we're having a meeting. The stone buds? Yeah, the stone <laughs> buds. All right. I know it's a smaller sending stone. And yeah, the stone reason, buds, yeah. You've tapped into some sort of local tavern band. <laughs> yeah. Just feeding you a, 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 a melodic, you know, stream yeah, the, of music. But but I, I'm telling you. The tr- is he going to be like this the yeah, whole time? One. Both of you. I mean, can you just sort it out? Right. Some of us have actual things we need to be doing. All right. I came here to help out because we were asked to, but. But I, we can't be wasting right, time I will listen here. to the trash bandits later. Absolutely right. Uh, please, please go on. Uh Sora. XX Buddy Heart, Tiburon, Branch, and Gravely have been around recently and kind of like know of each other, have been working together, worked together in the recent one shot, which uh, again, listen to that because it's cool. And it's important backstory. Uh, Sarsa has not been around recently. You all know Sarsa. Sarsa had been uh, running transportation kind of runs where people needed to go on the Crescent Squall and disappeared a while ago. And nobody has seen her until she like just this morning turned up. 
for this mission. And so uh, that's just kind of like on your mind. And she's been kind of like low key and elusive. She's she's looking a little a little haggard and she has been hitting her ceramic jug pretty hard. Sora continues. Several of you recently participated in an important mission where you recovered an, an important artifact that we believe may provide a turning point of sorts in our efforts. It's becoming increasingly clear that uh, the battle before us uh, may turn on the uh, on the ability to manipulate and use teleportation technology. Oh, uh, the the ability to to teleport uh, any given soldier to any point in the realms makes any one soldier as valuable as 10 that would have to travel from place to place and the elites of appear to know this because they appear to be moving systematically to eliminate any teleportation technology that they do not control. Do, do uh, Sorry to interrupt, uh, but do, do we have any teleportation technology that the knights, uh, do we have access to anything like that? Some of you have accessed teleportation technology in the past and, and uh, our access seems to be systematically under attack. Just this morning, I heard from Drake Bloodmoon that a portal master he works with frequently, Jordan, was assassinated just days ago. <gasps> uh, many of our other contacts with ability to create portals seem to be being hunted down and eliminated. Gravely doesn't know who that is, but I think Sarsa met him. Sarsa did meet him and, and may or may not remember him, but Sarsa, so you kind of like vaguely remember... Uh, Jordan in existence with the the mission to rescue Eric Dark Harbor. He was a character who showed up, opened Matt a portal <laughs> to get to. Yes, he did. He showed up, opened a portal to get to Demon Spine, and then just waited for you. Seemed to have some sort of a deal. So you're sort of vaguely recognizing that you've you've met that person. Sora continues. Some of you are aware of the existence of. A teleportation facility we controlled in the Underdark called the Grumble Gate, and... That's a silly name. Well, yes. Uh, <laughs> I regret to share that we have lost contact with our knights there in the Grumble Gate. We're not sure what happened. The worst-case scenario of that is, well, something I'd rather not think about right now. But uh, uh, there's clearly a need for us to strike back and prevent the elites from monopolizing this very important resource. So you want us to go to this great gumble and uh, try to figure out what's going on there? Well, no, we have, we have others in charge of that. Uh, uh, oh, all right. The mission that I have for you today is, well, I'd, I'd better show you. And she walks to uh, one of the side walls and she holds up her, symbol which you kind of noticed or maybe you've recognized before uh her symbol is the regular knight symbol but it has kind of like a extra layer on the outside that is an indication of her status as first knight and it sort of like glows in this little room and she holds it up to this wall and there's the giant version of that symbol lights up in the wall and then that symbol opens mm. And in this room off to the side, in this secure area, there is a uh, large portal-like structure similar to what you've seen before in terms of like a great big circle that you looks like you could open a portal in, but it is very much cobbled together. And working on either side of this uh, structure is uh, Bartleby the Artificer and Biscuit the Gnome Wizard. Oh, hi, y'all. How's it going? Most of you at some point have interacted with one or both of these two characters, but you're also, so in between them is this structure, which is a portal. And all of also each of you have seen at least one giant portal. And this is like the same size and relative shape. But it is like, there's like wires all over the place. And it's like kind of made of different materials. And there's like, metal panels that are open and you can see kind of like tubes going into it and they have in there Bartleby is holding the remote control that was uh, secured at the end of the one shot and he has kind of like a panel in front of him and there's another panel on the other side that Biscuit is at and there's like some machines whirring and some dials monitoring things it looks like they've been like trying to figure out how to construct this thing there's also a picture 
like a, a uh, like a poster on one side that's like a schematic drawing of the remote control and there's like lines and notes on it pointing to different parts and what they think it does and you can actually see on the remote control that Bartleby's holding there's a few like sticky notes and messages and like things that they've sort of like stuck to it what in tarnation are we looking at here <laughs> Well, well, I I know you. I don't think I know you, but you're a handsome fella, and I I know I know this one, uh, Sarsa. Yeah, I've seen you before. In fact, I think we fought. I think I threw something at you, but um, sorry about that again. Uh, but anyways, nice to see y'all. Um, we're we're making something here. It's pretty cool. Maybe uh maybe Bartleby can uh, explain it a little bit better. Uh, what do you think uh, there, Bart? I mean, I'm trying to I, I'm trying to hold it together here, but I, it's 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 not it's not the easiest thing. Uh, hi, Sarsa. It's good to see you. Um, uh, so Are Sarsa, we supposed to trust you that this thing is actually going to teleport people? We've we've tested it with small uh, pebbles and and uh, a couple of um, mice. So I'm pretty <laughs> sure about seventy percent sure that it's going to work. We are quite a sight bigger than mice. Uh, have you tested it with anything human, halfling, or otherwise sized? Well, not as much so, but I mean, it's like my dad used to say, if, if you were eating a shank of lamb, lamb shank, you know, like one of those big lamb shanks, I mean, you can go for the rib or you can go for the whole whole thing. And uh, so, I mean, it's really relative. I mean, if it works for one, it's going to work for the rest. Did the uh, mice uh, survive when they were teleported? I, I mean, uh, you know, one would assume so. We didn't see anything left on that side. Uh, we did teleport them quite far. So we were really going for distance, not so much accuracy. Uh, so I think that they we actually saw them go through because we do see a little bit of the other things and they, they seem to keep on scurrying. So <laughs> I think it worked. Uh, it's like when you're throwing a skipping stone and it just kind of bounces a couple times and you know it's going to go into the water eventually, but it has to kind of go through. So sort of like that. I mean, we have a pretty good idea of what we're doing here. I, I'm more of the Arcana guy. He's more of the Technomancer. Um, so together we're our, 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 Artificer Technomancers. Sarsa takes a very deep pull from her ceramic jug uh, that is definitely more than you would anticipate that jug should hold. Those of you that are not familiar with that object. And uh, she puts it away and says, all right, I'm ready. Let's go. Oh, you want us to go through this portal right now? Uh, should we not know what we are trying to do before we do that? No, don't go through the portal right now. I will, I will continue the briefing, but I think understanding the risk is critical to your decision-making because no part of this is safe. Uh, let me assure you and guarantee you. Oh, there was more. I thought, I thought we were ready to go. I, I was ready. In part, the primary function of your of your mission today is is in no small part, yes, making sure that this portal is is functional. And and as Bartleby and Biscuit have have stated, the the difficult part is not in summoning a portal that only requires a tremendous amount of power. The difficult part is having the other end land in the right place, and time and reality oh and with all your pots intact i mean there may be some things that get shifted or maybe some things that'll change so but that's that's pretty normal in, in teleportation technology unless you have a big powerful source like you know just like really powerful like we're talking deep uh you know old old era stuff that that really powers it i don't think any of those really exist anymore so i mean we're just kind of going off of the things that we have here and but, I mean, if y'all found a if y'all find a powerful power source, then by all means bring it back, and it, we probably have a little bit more stability. But in the meantime, I would I would hold on to your favorite items when you go through. <laughs> the the need to move and move quickly, and the need to test this technology has has arisen due to a specific mission that you will be pursuing. Uh, you'll be traveling, in theory, to the former realms of the United Kings and assisting a local rebellion leader who goes by the name of Riggs against a, an elite there who's called Lord Malkadoff. Riggs has contacted us and assured us that with our support, he has a plan to overthrow this elite, and we have chosen to support him. Your target landing area will be a crypt, in the capital city of Cambion. This crypt is abandoned and used largely as a, uh, a trash heap by the locals, but uh, there should be a receiving portal site uh, in that location where Riggs will meet you 
and continue the plan. So you're sending us to a landfill? Is, is that what I'm hearing? Essentially, yes. Sora, as long as it serves Torm, our great deity in the sky, then I am all for it. What? Uh, Torm, the, the god of... Yes, Torm. XX, when, when did you start following Torm? I don't think it was so much that I started following Torm, but that Torm started following me. Oh, come on. Listen, there's a few of us that follow a, a god of some kind. I certainly believe in one now because my girlfriend introduced me. But I, 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 I need, I, I'm a bit confused of why you're interested in Torm. And I mean, I, Sasa, you have a relationship with the higher being as well, right? Saloon. Saloon. Only yeah, the most I mean, incredible goddess that there is in the entire pantheon, yes. I, I mean, of course, you know, uh, uh, there's also Mistra as well. She's a powerful goddess of Arcana, but it's... Listen, we can talk about gods and, and whatnot later. I'm just I'm just confused why XX is... Why you started uh, following... Uh, are you... I'm sorry? Oh, never mind. No, uh, I'm, I think okay. this is... Okay, it's fine. We can talk. About I live later. to serve. Okay. This is my new thing, and I'm all about it. Right. Um, well, so, Sora, you, you want us to quell a rebellion that's already happened, or, or it's or it's going to happen like it's a powder keg sort of situation? Well, throughout the United Kings, actually, the people uh, have been quite successful at, at various levels of rebellion. Actually, the in the initial great turmoil, one of the realms actually was successful in, in overthrowing the elite that, that attacked in the early days of the invasions. And Oh, so we're, we're helping the rebellion quell this uh, Lord Malkadoth. Well, that is the intent. Do you know anything about uh, him or, or, or what he's about? Like, I mean, what he looks like or, or if he's got a very powerful you know, large hook hand or if he's got like laser eyes or something like that. I mean, like anything that we, we know about this this gent? Him, Lord Malkadoth, or our contact Riggs? Well, I mean, if Riggs is very dangerous, I suppose we should know that as well. But what, what does Riggs look like? I don't I don't know rightly exactly what Riggs looks like. He should be there to meet you on the other side. I don't think he has hook hands or laser eyes as far as I know. I feel like that would come up in our, in our conversation. But he's a knight. You can't really just ask someone if they've got hook hands or laser eyes. I mean, that's... It's kind of rude, Look, ain't it? We've seen a lot of crazy things, you know, in our days here. Listen, you just... you all report back if he has hook hands or laser eyes, and that's in any way relevant. Uh, but as far as I know, he should be there to meet you. And uh, if if we uh, do not arrive where we are expecting to arrive, how will we find uh, Riggs? Is well, he a knight? That, that would be up to you. Riggs is, Riggs is not a knight. He's just a local leader. Oh. So we can't use our, our, our locator thingies. We have to do it the old-fashioned way, right? XX. We have to. We have to hunt him down. That's right. All in service of the great. Oh, come on. above. <laughs> I don't buy that. Uh, Bartleby Biscuit. Uh, yeah. Perhaps you should begin the procedure. Right. We uh we we are ready to go. Uh, we are programming into uh, the United Kings. Uh, we have a local dart sample and uh, uh, biscuit. Are you ready for for the uh, transportation to happen? Yep. Ready as a tick on a, on a hand dog. Uh, which one of you will actually push the uh, button or whatever that will let us go through? Oh, it's actually something we do simultaneously. We have kind of a little chant that we do at the same time. <laughs> uh, okay, I um, Branch will give guidance <laughs> to Biscuit. Oh, thank you kindly. I feel all tingly. I really want to hear you do this simultaneous chant. Are we ready to go? All right, I should go first in case the portal takes us straight into the maw of a dragon or something like that. Yeah, thank you. That's very brave of you. You're a brave guy. I'm going to call you Brave Guy. Wait, what is your name? Just in case you... Uh, just in case. I'm Tiburon. Tiburon. All right. Well, okay, here we go. We're going to do this chant. Over, Over the, the lips, lips, past, past the, gums. the gums. Look, Look out, out realm, realm, here, here they, they come. come. <laughs> and what happens is uh, from Bartleby's side of things and his panel, uh, what several of you recognize is night crystal energy kind of like flows out of his panel and in through the kind of purple energy that you recognize from the Crescent Squall and <clears throat> other night crystal powered things kind of like flows up into the circle of this portal. And from Bartleby's side, uh, a different kind of energy sort of like flows out of his side. And uh, this side uh, appears to be powered by, on some level, by luminite. That different Ooh. kind of color of sort of like moon colored light energy flows through from Biscuit's side. 
And what you notice distinctly is the two energies don't really seem to like each other very much. Like it's all like pretty and the two sources of light are like filling in wires and tubes. And then with, as they like cross each other and kind of cross over, there's very much like sparks and like smoke kind of flying up. It's just perfectly normal. And they kind of like interweave and cross around. And it's not particularly symmetrical, but like every time the two line of energies cross, they like, but and it kind of like rattles a little bit. And now, so with the night crystal energy kind of launched now, Bartleby is, is manipulating some controls on the remote. Is that supposed to be on fire? Uh, it, it, it tends to happen when we don't put enough insulation in. Go, go just oh, no. the be- best to run fast. <laughs> and so very slowly, the like central hole fills in with energy and um, you can kind of make see through the sort of like pinkish purple hue of the, the night crystals and the luminite. You can kind of see crypts like area on the other side. It's very noisy. And there you go. All right, friends, let's. Uh... Let's join hands and pray for safe travels through no, this. Tiburon, go! Oh, <laughs> yeah. Tiburon makes a run for it. I hope all my parts stay in place. <laughs> Branch, will, Branch will follow. Gravely will run quickly behind Branch. Branch and Gravely pretty much at the same time. <laughs> We're small. Sars is following, but definitely not as fast. <laughs> okay, here we go. And uh, just as XX Bloody Heart steps through the portal, there's a loud noise and all of you can kind of like, as you're in transit, can kind of hear this noise. And the last thing you hear before the portal closes is Bartleby and Biscuit in sync. Say, oh, oh, that's shoot. not good. There's a little bit of light streaming in from an, an opening up some stone stairs, and that opening is definitely strewn with some garbage, rotting fruit, kind of discarded potato sacks and things things like that. doesn't smell especially good in here. Um, you're looking around. It definitely does look like a crypt, and so shaft of light is coming from what looks like the entrance to the crypt up there. You're looking around. Each of you feels a little bit weird. Do I see anybody? Uh, Looking around, you don't see anybody around in your immediate surroundings. It's pretty quiet for the moment. This crypt has is pretty big. Like the the room that you're in is not the whole thing. There's some kind of like hallways off to other chambers. I'm going to go through each of you one by one. I want everyone to roll a D12 to start with. We'll go in order. So Tiburon, give me a D12. All right. Two. Ooh, now roll a d6. Okay. One. Uh, Your strength, none of you necessarily for sure realizes this is what's happened to you, but what has happened is your strength is increased by two. Oh. The modifier? Four on the strength out of 20, yeah. Two points on the modifier. Do we know if that's temporary or? You don't even know for sure that happens, but you're feeling really (laughs) buff right now. Mm, I feel strong. Uh, Branch. All right, Branch, uh, you said a d12? Yes. Five. Branch, you're feeling especially lucky right now. All right. In fact, uh, functionally, you will be able to use the lucky feat, which is one time choose to re-roll a a roll you don't like. Cool. Gravely, give me a d12. Ten. Ah. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) It's never good when the DM laughs like that. (laughs) (laughs) something's something's weird with you and the rest of you kind of like recognize something weird and like you look normal but like it just feels weird and as you kind of like poke at yourself feel around you realize that you are made of wood (laughs) no why have i turned and like visually you are a perfect wooden reproduction of gravely and you can move around and everything and it's fine you don't feel like your joints are restricted or anything but you realize substance wise you are made of wood you don't look like wood because it's like painted wood but like you are wood i'm pinocchio he's a real boy (laughs) plus two to flammability i don't see anything wait a second he's a uh, witch We'll deal with that ongoing. Uh, Sarsa, let's uh, why don't you roll a d12? 
Uh, I just rolled an 11. Hmm. What does Sarsa say in this moment? Like, just coming through the portal? Yeah, you get there, and you're looking around, and... You know, it doesn't smell as bad as I thought it would. Uh, When she says that, bubbles come out of her mouth. (laughs) Oh, no. Well, that's new. I think you might have had a little uh, too much to drink there, Sarsa. You shut your dumb mouth. So each of you are sort of like uh, noting these. You're kind of like internally focused because each of you has sort of a weird sense of like something, something went on there. Something changed. Some it's more clear than others. And so it takes you a while to recognize that XX Bloody Heart is not there. Oh, no. Hey, uh, where is XX? Yeah, I feel like we're done a member here. Also, I think I'm made of wood. Hello, Knights of the World Table, and welcome to the official start of Season 6. It's very exciting. I think I have some interesting twists and turns for the players to navigate this season, as uh, you will get a hint of in this very episode. But before we get to Season 2, our next release is going to be a special Halloween episode. We're going to be recording that later this week. It's going to be DM'd by our very own Matt Messerman with a mix of uh, some regular cast members and some special guests. We're excited to have join us. No special announcements for today to get us started. Uh, As always, check out Dungeon Heads for the art and our Instagram post at Rolled Table. Uh, and thank you to Wes and his account, Arcane Anthems, for uh, all of the music and the theme music. As always, uh, check out both of their Patreons, Dungeon Heads and Arcane Anthems. And uh, if you like the podcast, tell a friend, leave us a rating and review. And as always, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and make life an adventure. Bartleby and... Bartleby and, and uh, the the other little gnome guy. Biscuit. Biscuit, right. Uh, so he, he they said there might be some weird side effects of going through this thing. Uh, obviously, this is one of them. I am, I am basically a tree. Well, at least you don't look like a fish when you're talking. Bubbles, bubbles, bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, but nothing changed about you, Branch, or, or Tiburon. Eh. I don't know. I feel uh, good. Yes, I also feel good. Just flexing. <laughs> I feel uh, I feel uh, weird, but also good. Wait a minute. Maybe XX is invisible. I've 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 I know about this sort of thing before. Like maybe he's he's just it's not here. Steve. XX, are you in the room? Are you invisible? Cyrus is just gonna like take out her mace and like s- take a couple swipes at the air to see if she can hit him. What uh, if? Hear me out. He, those mice remained through the spaces between portals that he combined with both mice, and now he's a mouse somewhere in the trash here. Uh, what if he is a, a like a coat rack or something? Not that it's ridiculous. Wait, didn't he? He came through last. Maybe he didn't make it. Um, can I use my um, message ability with the knight symbol? Mm-hmm. So you're going to use the the message ability is kind of like local or sending. Sorry, sense uh, sending, not message sending. Yeah, I, you do sending once a day to any other night. Is that like limited in length? Is a certain number of words? Uh, sending is twenty five words or less. Oh, twenty five words. Okay, so I'll say, "Hey, it's Gravely. We made it. XX not here. Is he with you?" Zach is doing a word count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine, eight, ten. How many letters is X? How many words is XX? One, it's one two, word. Three, it's four, a proper five, name. Six. It's more of a brand. Uh, so you hear back from Sora. Gravely, is that you? Thank the gods. No, X, he's not with us. Did did he arrive with you? We thought, we'd, where have you been all this? And that's as much as you get from Sora. Oh, great. We've time traveled. <laughs> Oh, um, in answer to uh, the noises and calling out to XX, you hear kind of like a rustling around the corner, like somebody might be back there. Hello. Uh, Hello. Is anyone there? Is this a uh, Riggs? Careful. We are in a crypt. XX? Dead person? Uh, no one's here. 
I don't believe you. How did no one talk? Pretty sure someone's here now. Uh, I, no, no one's here. No one's, no one's in here. Uh, Branch is gonna go look. Hi, Sarsa will always co- also come look. All right, uh, you guys come over the side and you see uh, a humanoid that has the kind of head and face of a possum, and they're um, lying dead on a pile of garbage. Uh, I poke it with my staff. <laughs> it made noise. He- hello, a possum. Uh, possum human. Uh, I mean, you're pretty. You're pretty sure he's dead. Uh, dead. Dead things don't usually talk, but sometimes they do. This world is weird. Branch, what? What's over there? What? Do you see a, a, a dead creature? Maybe don't touch it. Is it XX Branch? Jeff, probably r- roll a deception check for your death. <laughs> it is a rodent of some sort. Actually, I would know. It's a possum person. Yeah, this, this is a uh, a new a new ancestry of some kind that that have we encountered possum humanoids before? No, you have not. Uh, Fourteen for a deception. So we'll just say that amongst your various perception or investigation checks, that like at least some of you are able to recognize that like this creature seems to be playing dead. I just rolled a nat twenty on investigation. If that largely helps. because Branch knows for sure. Aided by the fact that he spoke to you, <laughs> uh, but like you also know possums very well, and you recognize like possums play dead, and that seems to be what this creature is is doing. Uh, I, th- I think it is uh, not really dead. Uh, hello, Mister Possum. Hello. Uh, I know you speak common because I heard you. Maybe <laughs> needs a little bit of hair at the dog, and I'll take my jug out and pour, and a little bit of whiskey goes right onto its mouth. And he starts um, oh, and he uh, uh leaps up and says, "Oh, whoa, that's good stuff! Wow, hey, right? Whoa, hey, listen, I got all this trash first, okay? I was the first one to this trash, so anything that's here, it's mine. It's my trash. You don't get it, I get it. This is my trash. You got it." We're not looking to steal your trash. We do not want trash. Uh, do you have a, a name? Yeah. I have a name. It's Randall. Uh, hello, Randall. I am a branch from the smallest tree in the forest, but you can call me Branch. Uh, this is Sarsa, and our friends over there are uh, Tiburon and uh, a Gravely. Uh, hello, have, you seen a, uh, have you seen a human around here? He has lots of cloaks, uh, some knives, uh, kind of sullen, stupid hair. No, <laughs> nobody comes down here. Nobody but us possum folk. Do you know anyone named Riggs, little one? Riggs? Riggs. 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 Oh, there was a guy who came down here. He, I thought he was going to take the trash. I thought he wanted my trash, but he came around. He poked around for a little while and then he left. How long right. ago was that? Oh, um, mm, gosh, uh, let's see, four, five, three, two, oh, it was three days ago. Right, okay, well, that's three helpful. Days. Um, listen, Randall, um, we are looking for someone named Riggs so we can, do you know anything about um, where we might be able to find, uh... You want to go to Riggs? That would be yes. ideal. We're, we're trying to stop Lord Malkadoth. Oh, wait, you're not whoa. with him, are you? No, he's he's bad. He stinks. He took uh, all the garbage that was out on the streets and he put it all underground here. The streets used to be filled with garbage and now they're all clean and it's bad. Yes, we can't have that. So that's what we want to stop. We want to go back to the way things were. And You'll bring the garbage back? And and so much more. But first, we need to find our friend Riggs. Oh yeah, I could probably take you to Riggs. Uh, all right, hey. there's garbage hey. in it for you. Ooh, yeah, you way. give me garbage, and he uh he kind of goes over and he pulls over. He's got like a big garbage bag, a black garbage bag, and he pulls it over and he says, "Great, I gotta add it to my collection." And he uh he reaches in and uh, he pulls out 
like a can of like a bottle that's already been used and it has some like sludge in it. And he says, okay, let's go. And he starts drinking it real fast and it, oh, uh, it puts it on. Me- ah, I'm ready. Uh, all right. Um, and he puts I mean, it back. Their own. I know Cheers. those feels. Ah, and he, he puts it over his shoulder. All right, I'm ready. You guys want to see Riggs? Uh, yes, uh, very much yes. so. Okay, let's go find Riggs. Uh, are, are we fairly certain that XX Bloody Heart isn't anywhere in the vicinity or might show up, I don't know, five minutes uh, uh, after oh. we left? I'll do a thing. Hang on. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and you see Sarsa. She kind of studies herself. And I'm going to cast Locate Creature. Can't we just use our tattoos? Then let's do that instead. Sorry, I didn't want you. To, I, I I didn't want you to use a spell. spell no, spell. no, no. It's fine. I, I I remembered the messaging. I forgot about the locating. Uh, so one of you does find person for XX Bloody Heart, and he is not within a nearby radius. I don't think he made it. Bad, he's with Torm now. Let's keep moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I know XX is a bit of a loose cannon, but if I know anything about him, he will turn up when we least expect him to. So. I have high hopes that he is, he's very resilient, that young man. So let, let's carry on with the mission. He would have wanted that. Or probably not, but let's carry on with the mission anyway. <laughs> yeah, should we leave a uh, note in case he shows up? Oh, that's a good idea. Um, oh, I don't have any. Oh, hold on. Let me. And uh, Randall opens up his big bag of trash and he digs around and you hear like bottles and scraping and all this kind of stuff. And he pulls out um, one of those signs that goes in a restaurant that says be back in and has the little clock on it. And he says, here, you can have this. Oh, that's extremely useful. Um, All right. Uh, So I'll take out a quill and and use my like calligraphers tools and and. uh, yeah, I think I have calligraphy tools. Oh no, that's a different character. Um, <laughs> could, does anybody have something they can write with? <laughs> oh, let me see. And he opens up his big bag of trash and he digs oh. in. Do you have a, a piece of charcoal or a burnt stick or a? Yeah, I do. And he pulls out a burnt like uh, a sausage that's been like burnt on the grill and thrown away. Uh, he says you uh, can write with this. Look, I mean... and he flips it over and he says, he, "Like write something on it." See. All right, um, I'll try it. So I'll take the sausage pencil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is my new favorite character. This is and, great. And, uh, you guys are awesome. I'm going to uh, write "be back in uh, soon." <laughs> hey, make sure you address it to him. Uh, I'll, I'll put a little XX at the top, and then uh, I'll put a G at the bottom. Hey, were you were you done with that sausage? Oh, uh, yes, of course. Here you go. <laughs> and he, he goes, and, goes <laughs> and he eats it. <sighs> oh, goodness. Oh, no. <laughs> right. Um, Randall, is it? Yeah, Randall. Right. Uh, can you take us to Riggs now? I think that would be best. Yeah. All right. We got to walk up. Let's get out of here. And he puts this thing over. He puts the trash bag over his, uh, over his shoulder and uh, begins walking. He says, hey, do you guys like music? Yes, but I think we're trying to be a little bit discreet. Okay, here moment. you hold the you hold this, and he gives you like a little like speaker uh, that has like a cord out from it, and he reaches into his bag of trash and he brings out this uh, guitar that has like six like four strings and like three of them are broken, and he plugs it in and he goes and he goes. And he's just like doing the most distorted uh, electric guitar licks that you can as you guys walk. And he's he's singing and he, he'll give a bardic inspiration to Gravely as he's holding the speaker. Let, let's hear this. Let's hear the song, Jeff. At eat. No, that was funny. We're good. At, 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 you know, fast. I'm starting to think I miss the XX Bloody Heart. Um, I'll hold it for a few seconds. And then uh, as soon as we get to the surface, uh, uh, before the door of the surface or whatever, I'm just going to be like, all right, thank you. That was lovely. And I just kind of pull the cords. And, like, throwing <laughs> or I try to. I don't know if I'm, if I'm, am I super weak because I'm made of wood or like. Nope. You're like, you're kind of testing that out and you are totally like normal functional gratefully, except that you're pretty sure you're entirely made of wood. Like your hair is wood. It looks just like your regular hair, but it like is wood. I feel so. I feel so light and and 
porous. It's it's very very odd. You think you might float better, but other than that, like you don't feel like you're impaired. Uh, no one light a fire around me, please, just in case. So let's go to the surface. Okay, we walk up the stairs. So you head up the stairs of the crypt to find yourself in a graveyard in this particular crypt in this kind of like local town graveyard with kind of an assortment of small stones, headstones, kind of like other bigger crypts throughout, just kind of like a hodgepodge of generations of of the ancestors of this town. Uh, you're relatively close to like a gate that is along a street. And so Randall leads you to a set of gates that goes out onto a street. The town you're looking at, it is uh, a little bit cooler in this particular climate and the town you're kind of like making your way into and you're sort of trying to like probably all lay low a little bit and trying not to attract a lot of attention which Randall is not helping a whole lot about it's about midday the kind of like hustle and bustle of a town is kind of occurring you see a few like shops and things and kind of the regular goings on in the town off in the distance there is a mountain. It looks like this town is up against a really big mountain that you can see from where you are. You can see looking up to it, buildings in it, like maybe castle parts or parts of a palace or something. There's some parts on the very top of this mountain and like various parts throughout the mountain. There's kind of like parts that are just mountain, regular mountain rock. And there's other parts where there's like an outcropping of buildings that seems to be buildings built into this thing that's a little ways off kind of maybe on the other side of town there's this sort of like fortressy palace randall yeah is that where lord malkadoth lives that palace up there uh well that's where the king used to live oh the king right yeah because it's the king's right well that he used to live there who lives there now uh i don't know maybe uh maybe malkadoth he's he's closed it all off it used to be open you know, you could you could go in there at, at night. You can uh, go in there and get some garbage in the trash cans at night. And then they, you know, they'd come out, they'd bring a torch, and you'd hiss at them and then run away. But, like, not okay. anymore. Yes. Uh, it's all it's anymore, all sealed up. How oh, okay. don't do that. That's very um, sad. Oh, okay. So <laughs> Randall continues to sort of lead you down away a couple of streets. Do we see any, uh, like, like um, local enforcers or, like, anybody that looks like they're keeping the peace or, or like for good or for ill uh roll investigation okay. to keep an eye out for that investigation Ooh, i'm gonna add my inspiration a little better um eight <laughs> i rolled a two and then i got plus two for for inspiration and it's a plus four to my modifier uh, so you definitely see some town's guards walking around and they don't look friendly. People, they walk kind of like a path clears in front of them. Definitely the locals are kind of like keeping a wide berth. They don't seem to feel. Mm-hmm. You don't get the vibe of like, these are our protectors and we love them and give them free food. You also have a sense of like suspicion people looking around kind of shifty eyed and you don't quite know with like that level of investigation you don't quite know what to make about of that it could be your paranoia or it could be their paranoia or maybe their spies you're not sure but you just have like a greater sense of like maybe there's more than the guards around you're mm. all kind of trying to lay low and randall is not especially despite not playing his electric guitar his like Bag makes a lot of noise, and he's just, like, not picking up on the on the Lalo vibes. And so, like, he walks up to this building, kind of a nondescript building. It doesn't look like it's a business or anything. There's just a door. And he goes to start to knock, and it, like, opens. And it looks like a half-elf's head sticks out oh. and says, like, Randall, what are you doing? Whoa, are these, are these, get in here, quick, quickly, quickly, come in. Oh, 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 and he kind uh, of pulls uh, Randall in. All of you, come in, quickly. And kind of ushers you into this room, into this uh, building, if you're willing to. All right, all right. Yeah, yes, let's, go let's, let's go, let's go. So he, he pulls all of you in and closes the door, and you're in a kind of a little apartment sort of building. And uh, the person says, are you the knights? Well, uh, it depends. Are, uh, um, are you Riggs? Uh, I am, yes. I, I was then expecting yes, I was expecting you three days ago. Where, where have you been? What do you mean three days ago? We just got here like like a couple of minutes ago. 
I spoke with Sora. We had an arrangement. We would be. I would meet you in the crypt three days ago. I, I thought you. I thought we lost you, or you weren't coming. I thought we'd been abandoned. Wait, Riggs. We we teleported here literally about ten minutes ago. What are you talking about? Three days. Gravy. I think we need to acknowledge I- that a few things may have gone awry, and bubbles are just pouring out of Sarsa's <laughs> mouth as she's saying this. And then I kind of look at my wooden hands, and I look at her bubbles, and I'm like, ah. All right, uh, I think, yes. Hey, Riggs, uh, have you seen our friend uh, XX? He is a human. Uh, he has cloaks and knives and he has uh, lots of black and uh, hair that is like in his eyes. Talks about God a lot. <laughs> I, I don't think, oh, I can't say I have. I, I haven't seen any of you until until just now. I don't know. I don't know what happened, but but we, we're supposed to be planning for the past three days. Uh, is it, the plan it has to it has to happen tonight. We, we've we've oh, got so much to do. I, I thought we'd I thought we'd be on my own. Well, we are uh, here now. Uh, let uh, let we can start planning. Yes, I mean we certainly didn't intend to be lost in in time. Uh, apparently, that's what happened. But but okay, we're ready. Well, what do we need to do? I mean, like, we where where is this lord, and what's the plan? We have we have a window tonight where we may be able to infiltrate things and and, and follow up. But uh, I, I, I've had to adjust uh, without you being here. I, I don't think it's quite safe to tell you that we may just have to wait until until tonight. The and uh, you hear it, what interrupts him right now is a ringing of a bell, a loud bell, and you can kind of see through sort of like dirty windows. Kind of like intentionally, like it looks like he's kept the windows a little bit kind of like fogged so people can't see in. The kind of like movement and hustle and bustle of people outside, like everybody freezes when they hear this bell. Mm-hmm. And then there's a freezing moment and then sort of everyone sort of slowly starts moving in, in, in one direction. What was that? This person who is Riggs, you've gathered, says, uh, uh, well, perhaps it's, it's a good thing if we if we... Proceed to the town square. When the bell rings here, everyone is ordered by, by order of Lord Malkadeth and his tribunal to, to move to the town square. There's, uh, there, there's going to be a reckoning. And if you're going to help us, it may be best to see what we all have at stake for, for, for joining this effort. Please try to lay low. Uh, go ahead. Anytime that there's a reckoning of any kind, there's never a good thing. It's it's not a good thing at all, but but come, uh, uh, we'll, we'll be expected to go. The guards may check to make sure everyone is there. So please just try to, to, to lay low, keep a low profile. I'll explain a bit more as we go. Okay, I have one more question before we leave. Is this possum man, Randall, is he uh, trustworthy? I mean, like, we, we are knights and uh now he apparently knows that <laughs> it's not good i won't tell anybody i don't know anybody randall for his quirks has been a a, a loyal supporter and, and and follower and willing to help at at any time that i've, I've needed help so yes i trust him and, and he's he's got he's connected us here today so i'm willing to continue but randall you have to lay low please oh don't worry about it uh i can blend in with the best of them, don't worry, I got you. And he takes his bag of trash and uh, brings it forward. It crinkles and jostles a little more. Um, so Riggs leads you out the door and kind of like follow the the general throngs of people heading towards sort of a central open square. And there's a sort of a bit of a stage set up there. Some of the guards have assembled. He tells you on the way, you're going to be tempted to to intervene in this process, but. But for our efforts, uh, it could destroy everything that, that we've planned. It could destroy all our efforts to finally bring an end to this evil if, if we are found out. So I urge you, as difficult as it may be, just just it's important that you see what happens here to those who cross Lord Malkadeth. You keep making this sound worse and worse, Riggs. What's about to go down? I don't understand. If someone's in trouble, we need to. We should be able to help them before it happens. Uh, and as you're entering this uh, town square, the people are kind of like gathered up, and there's a stage, and there's there's guards up there, and there's one particular looks like a bugbear who seems to be the the leader of this kind of group, and they're holding up an an elven male who they've kind of like there's several guards sort of like holding him there. And uh, there's some other guards sort of like standing around, standing around the crowd uh, um, and uh, 
just sort of like securing the area. And uh, you're towards the back of this sort of like keeping to the back of this crowd. The bugbear speaks up and his voice seems to be enhanced like thaumaturgied or something so that everybody can hear him. He says, all of you know what happens to those who cross Lord Malkadeth. This here citizen of Cambion has been found guilty for treason against the Lord. And all of you know what happens. He's been sentenced, found guilty by the tribunal to heartrend. And uh, one of the guards is holding an object covered by some sort of a, like a cloth. And that person pulls the cloth off and there's a cage sort of in its hand. And another guard unlocks the cage and pulls out a dagger, a very kind of like impressive, ornate looking dagger. It looks like it has a red jewel in it, like very ceremonial. And he hands that to this bugbear. Sarsa just kind of quietly offers her jug to Gravely. I don't think this is going to go well. Uh, I, I, Gravely will not take it, but instead puts his hand on his bow. The elf looks very, very panicked. Actually, in, in reference to the word heartrend, this this elf that's being held up there starts panicking and pleading and, and struggling and makes no sort of success against the guard, holding it back and says, please, no, I, anything. No, I, I, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll tell you what you want. I'll, I'll do whatever. I'll do whatever you need. Please don't. How far away are they from us? Probably about 100 feet from where you are. Hmm. Okay. Currently, just some ability to move around the crowds. I definitely like to start making our way forward towards that. Okay. Riggs, what is a heart rend? Just watch. You need to know. There's nothing There's nothing we can do at this point. There's, there's no way to, to, to avoid it, please. Do you mean there's nothing we can do? I don't I don't accept that. So the, the bugbear takes the knife and draws it back and, and thrusts it towards the, the heart of this elf. And it goes into the elf, but it doesn't stab him. You've all seen some stabbing in your time. And you recognize that, like, that's not right. What is happening? Like, what am I looking at? It's far away. It's small, but it's wrong. It looks like, actually, a tiny circle has opened up. Like, a tiny red circle has opened up right over the heart of of this elf. And uh, instead of that person reacting, you hear a scream from somewhere in the crowd. And the crowd kind of like opens up around that. It's actually relatively close to you. And a woman has fallen there. The elf is, is, is screaming and crying and saying, no, Darla, 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 Darla. And, and this person, this elf is, is laying on the ground. Elf female is laying as if she's been stabbed. You can see blood spreading. And some guards move towards that person to surround the person. It's not good. They don't move in. They don't like close in on that person. The the guards are kind of like keeping an eye on the crowd and keeping an eye on any sort of unrest or movement. It's very silent. People aren't moving around. You can hear kind of the sobbing of the elf male up at the front. After a moment, the woman who's fallen stands up. And she stands up in sort of a grim, lifeless fashion, starts walking towards the the group of guards, and they all kind of like collect and move along. And and Riggs whispers to you, the heartrend, it's it's a cursed item. Lord Malkadoth uses it to keep the people in line. If you are stabbed by the heartrend, it takes the life of the one you love most. And with the introduction of this object in this campaign, I need each of you to write down the name of the person your character loves most. Oh, dear. I want you to keep that in an envelope sealed with you throughout the campaign, just in case throughout events you become victims of the heartrend. It has to be a person. Yes. Okay. I'll have to figure something out for Branch. Humanoid. It can't be the sky, Branch. (laughs) It can't be trees. It could be an animal if Branch loves an animal. (laughs) That's what I was thinking, but... And it can't be, like, the goddess or whatever, right? I mean, like, it's Tor. No, mortal creature. A mortal creature that's stabbable. Okay. 
not the goddess. Gravely doesn't love the goddess more than no, any no, no. Given I, I, I'm, I'm just double now. checking. I mean, I'm, I just, I just yeah. want to know what the the Gravely came by his goddess secondhand, so <laughs> yeah, from his girlfriend. <laughs> so and this could potentially change if, through the course of the events, you think that person has changed. But kind of like if you're with your character in there. In their current state, if they were stabbed by this device, who would be taken from? Okay. Jen, how is Sarsa feeling in this moment? She does not respond well to bullying. Uh, so she's she's a little upset. But she's she's doing her best. She keeps drinking at the, the jug to try and keep herself calm. So on a scale of 1 to 10, about how upset would you say she is? She's about a 7. Mm, all right. Go ahead and make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. 16. Mm. So at this moment, Sarsa, you kind of recognize what is happening at this moment and you you recognize the, the change coming upon you. And so you have a little bit of time to make a decision of kind of like what to do or which way to move. But like as this happened, as you watch all of this unfold and this woman stands up and Riggs explains what's happened, Sarsa begins transforming into a werewolf. What? 